By the way, ladies and gentlemen, right before he hit the uh, tape button, did not. he just called me. Vicious lies. He just called me a big doofus. Show me the Folks, recording. People say that I'm the mean guy on this podcast. Not true. Didn't do what it. have you got to say lies. for yourself? Not true. Okay, let's just let's just go to a peaceful mode here, ladies and gentlemen, because even though we're approaching the election of 2016, two Christians like you and me, actually Christians everywhere across the world, can Amen. still be at peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we live in peace? That's for a different podcast. Hey, but we're jumping right into it. This is kind of like this a... This is kind of a short podcast It's a today. short podcast. We're going to jump straight into it. Uh, the question is... Is this? Can Dave, I just say ready? one more thing before you like go into your thing? All right, fine. Short podcast, very deep subject. You interrupted me just to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's a short okay. podcast, but this is going to be uh, a deep discussion. It's an, it's an important topic. the The topic is this: Is it Christian to vote? Is it Christian to vote? So before you jump in on your answer, which is going to be compelling, original, and amazing, uh, I remember in seminary <clears throat> we had my wife's grandparents over. It was during a uh, uh, By know, the way, it's voting seasons, in the Bible and things like this. Hold on, and uh, you know they asked us who we might vote for and these types of things, and you know we kind of, you know, we were just learning about anabaptism and the different questions. We were actually wondering, like, you know, should we vote or blah blah blah. But I'm, you know, How long but ago we was got this? it. This is about 16 years ago, and we got it big from her grandparents that the Christian thing to do is to vote. That we have a religious and moral and spiritual duty to exercise. Our freedom to vote, right? And, and let's, so let's, the let's pay before, some homage to that, eh? I mean, let's not write that off, but but let's also uh, make the interesting observation that people uh, of our ilk, Protestant evangelicals, often consider it a bigger offense to not vote than to miss the Eucharist. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, what we're not going to go there. About, what does it say about how or what in what we ground? What kind of priority our we politics? Have? Well, we're not going to go to the, the Eucharist, world. Dave. You're always talking about the Eucharist, but let's fill this out a little bit. So, I, you know, and I don't think my wife's grandparents are utterly ridiculous for having thought that, and uh, and a lot of people think that. So, there's this sense that you know. Uh, America has religious freedoms. They have an opportunity to vote. Americans do. And so, therefore, why would you not exercise your religious freedom to vote? Um, It is your civic duty. It is, uh, you know, according to Romans 13, it's, you know, honoring the authorities, respecting those involved, and having some sort of... So, there's all sorts of good reasons why, you know, we would want to vote. And I think especially for people uh, who have been denied the vote, like... uh, you know, African-Americans and other, uh, you know, marginalized people. Yeah, historically, the, the the ability then to represent yourself in the democratic process is one that's, you, you wouldn't, like, it wouldn't make sense not to exercise it. Right. So the question before us, so so the question is, is, well, is it the Christian thing to do to vote? Or are well, there other that's options? Not, uh, I, I think uh, the issue I want to stress here is that the the question we're answering is not whether you should vote or not vote. It's how to discern voting, because there's no question that uh, the history of the civil rights movement, uh, voting was a major tool in overturning the powers of white privilege and uh, racism in this country. In certain ways, it at least broke open or broke apart some of the the footholds of, of racism in this country and the way... Uh, the black people of this country are being treated by the white people, um, especially in the South, but elsewhere as well, uh, everywhere. Uh, so 
I would never be, I would never want to disparage or diminish uh, what voting can be in certain circumstances and how it can work to overturn powers. But having said that, uh, I think there are reasons at this juncture in our history, you know, I'm not saying for all time, but at this juncture to discern maybe whether it makes more sense not to vote. Um, I think you should consider things like this. I'll throw one thing out to you. When people vote, they lend legitimacy to a system that's corrupted by mammoth corporatist power groups. Thereby, when you do it, you enforce control and abuse of the underclasses. In other words, voting enables them to keep on doing it. They have a mandate. They have legitimacy. Well, people voted for us. We had an overwhelming majority of the vote. We can therefore go do this. I find that disturbing because the existing governmental systems, in my opinion, um, are extremely uh, screwed up, unjust, and if anything, this election shows it has nothing to do with democracy. It's about the uh, um, the uh, coalescence of the aggregating of power in one small group to exercise power interests over another. I would say that's equally true. Om- I, I might even dare say, and I'll get a lot of people mad at me, that's more true of Hillary than it is of Donald Trump. But don't get me wrong. Donald Trump is is a whole nother issue in terms of of the way the morality of this country would be run from a governmental standpoint. Right, and I think this, uh, the choice between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I think just kind of shows uh, the lack of actual choices that we have before us. And so to say, well, you get to choose between the two of them, for me is, well, yeah, but how did we even get here? And is our process right? And uh, this whole uh, uh, preliminary, uh, you know, system and the party system and all that. It's like we're choosing amongst people that have been already chosen for us to choose. Right. And so there's there's big money, big government interest. There's all sorts of power players who then present for us options. But, you know, are they really representing, you know, are they yeah. true options for us? And so for me to vote within that system is just basically it's it's not necessarily a, a democracy. It's it's a, it's a whole different kind of thing. It's a so religious it's just right of legitimation for democracy. As it's like a way. ritual. It's a right. it's a democratic ritual, and it forms us into a politic, le- and it actually makes us think we had something to do with this. Uh, okay, so all that is, is summarized. All right, that's point number one. What's point number two? Since we're we promised to keep this short, we yeah. probably should. Okay, so the first point was: Do we lend legitimacy to a a bankrupt, a morally bankrupt, unjust system by voting? Let's discern that, folks, as Christians. Two. Uh, when people vote, they participate in an increasingly divide-and-conquer mentality, and we lose all sense of mutual dialogue. And that pits Christians against Christians, citizens against citizens. And in uh, Stanley Hauerwas would say it's a form of violence. It's where the 50.1% get to tell the 49.9% what the hell to do. Okay, so basically it's uh, a form of violence. Now, I, we all we all have noticed how our churches divide over, and, and, and it's much more than just divide. Oh, you're voting Republican, I'm voting Democrat. It's much more than that. It's like anybody who doesn't vote, who doesn't vote for Donald Trump is an enemy. Anybody who doesn't vote for Hillary Clinton is evil. And we divide, we, we stigmatize and separate and divide into groups. And our first allegiance is Jesus is Lord and everything Amen. else is secondary. 
So by with, refusing to vote, I'm, we might just be saying yes to one thing in favor of another thing, and we need to discern that. So by refusing to vote, we say Jesus is Lord, and nothing can divide us Christians against each other. Uh, rather, it does seem that you know our national political system divides our churches, and it uh, destroys our witness together, and it makes uh, us think that things are of ultimate importance, uh, which, which are not. Which are not. And this so Jesus is at work... Point. In every uh, way and through the church. Okay, what's your third point before I jump all over it? third point is when people vote, they tend to get distracted and and too invested in that vote and and the government as actually being the means by which God will do justice in the world. And they get distracted from doing the work that matters in the world. Uh, The work of Jesus Christ bringing justice into the world through the church and so I wonder if we didn't vote, we might actually not, and we we might not actually bother watching these endless, ridiculous commercials. Stanley Hauerwas says we vote for commercials, not for people, anyways. Well, with these parades, these focus on being, and, and we might just say, I'm going to focus on being with the hurting, the poor. I'm going to focus on being in the neighborhoods and the justice that God's doing in the neighborhoods. I might spend less time watching CNN and debates that are absolutely worthless and insane and and a waste of our time. What do you think about that? Well, I'm a big fan of that. So so the question isn't who you should vote for, but we want to ask, how do you discern to vote at all? And can we keep these three things in mind? Can we say, are we focusing on the right things? Are we getting distracted by the commercials, by the hype, by the propaganda? Are we uh, in a posture where we can always affirm that Jesus is Lord, no matter the results or no matter the opinions of other people who also claim Jesus is Lord? And then uh, are we participating in a, are sufficiently aware in a, the corrupt system by which is called democracy? And do we need to be a little bit more aware or critical of how these things play out? Yeah, I sometimes wonder if all 40 million evangelicals in the United States, and I don't know, there's probably... Uh, I don't know, six or seven or eight million voters there. If we all just said, no, thank you. I'm not ta- I'm, I'm talking about evangelicals. If we wouldn't allow of, ourselves to be a pawn in the political machinations That's part of, of our tradition. Things. Certainly. I mean, it's the same thing as saying, I'm wondering if all uh, 40 million people, I don't know how many, there's 40,000, let's say 80,000 churches. I, I don't know how many churches there are, but let's just say all 120,000 churches uh, of our denominational heritage said, we will not go to Iraq in terms of fighting a war, we will go there and and be present, uh, help feed the poor and the hurting, and tend to the wounds of people. But we will not go shoot guns. I wonder how many wars this country would actually fight. Yeah. I also wonder if we all said, no, thank you, we're not voting, whether we might actually change this system to a more locally engaged local politics where the real justice of the world can begin locally in every town and village in the United States. Amen to that. So like Jesus, who refused to allow himself to be made a pawn of the political options available at his time, could evangelicals step back and say, we're not willing to make ourselves just part of your process. Rather, we stand for something else. So is it Christian to vote? We're talking particularly to evangelicals because the evangelical right has gotten in the middle of this mess called the election 2016. But really, we're talking to all Christians, whether you're of an evangelical denomination or other Protestant denominations or Catholic or Orthodox, whatever you might be. These are decisions we've got to do. We've got to discern whether to vote. We're not just trying to talk you out of a Trump vote, people. We could be talking you out of a Hillary vote, whichever. Right, and at the very least, as uh, Stanley 
uh, is, tem- is often heard to say, go ahead and vote, but don't expect too much. Uh, because the expectation should be on Jesus as Lord and what he's doing in the world through his people to bring justice of God in into uh, where we live and into our, our countries and nations across the world. All right. Well, that's our Theology on Mission Voter Guide. That oh, was no, our no, voter no, guide. No. Did you have to call it a voter guide? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm tweaking it. That's a Theology oh on Mission quarter guide, a voter guide. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a guide to Christmas. Would you like to or produce your to, own voter guide? A guide to Thanksgiving. Your, you old, your own non-voting voter guide. I think here's I just how, started a new segment, a guide you, to X. I like here's it. Here's how you non-vote for every option given you on your vote. Day. By the way, there is that other option that we must consider carefully. We can go into the voting booth, not vote for the uh, contentious elections, the national elections. But we can go vote on the very uh, local people that we actually do know we are engaged with in the local issues and become participants in that way. I think that's a good thing to do, by the way. Good option. Yes, local politics. All right. Well, that's enough rambling. We're going to cut this short. Thank good to you. be with you. It's been short. It's been sweet. And we'll see you next time on Theology and Mission. This is Dave Fitch and Jeff Olsklass signing, signing out. out.